Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the vocalist, Joe Cotola, coming on from the hard rock metal band Dead. So we're going to take you on a great interview tonight with him and really give you a chance to learn about not only the amazing music that these guys are putting out, but just who they are as a band and who they are as people. Um, just a little background on the show. I've done about 225 interviews, and uh, some of the amazing bands that I've had the opportunity to interview have included Tremonti, Trivium, Sick Puppies, uh, Lacey Sturm of Flyleaf. So it's just really a pleasure to be able to support these artists and help them promote their music and get their names out there. Um, I'm also a psychologist by trade. That's my background. But I also like to clarify that my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. um, And we're not doing any type of formal therapy. So I just put that out there in the beginning. But again, I really incorporate um, a lot of my background in terms of making a really unique and interesting interview for the audience. So if you're tuning in tonight, you can create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you want to call in, the number is 805 243 1320. So let's do an introduction for Dead, and then I'm going to bring Joe on. So Dead originates from Phoenix, Arizona, and what was interesting to learn about them is they've only been around for about two and a half years. Um, But although they've only been around a short period of time, these guys are definitely making a major impact on the hard rock and music scene. Personally, uh, myself, and hopefully most of the listeners can really get from their music that this is not the generic run-of-the-mill music. Um, These guys are very eclectic. They incorporate a lot of different elements. And I think some of the interesting things that I can pick up from the music is this sense of ego and some existentialism that really um, runs as a theme throughout their music. So I think it's cool that they're really trying to push this path path of individualism and, you know, making people think about themselves and, and who they are as people. These guys have toured with national acts such as Veritus, Asking Alexandria, and Atreyu, to name a few. And their first song they released was FMFY, and recently they put out the hit single Anti-Everything, which I uh, learned about when I was listening one day to Sirius XM Octane, so it's, it's a phenomenal song. So be sure to check these guys out. They're going to be touring with Korn in the spring, as well as they will be releasing a full-length debut album sometime in May. Lastly, I want to thank uh, Ed Bunker from No Problem Marketing for taking the time to uh, work with me and set up this interview. It's been great doing a lot of interviews and promoting his bands. Okay, so let's bring Joe on. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey. (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I I just heard your intro. I didn't know you were a, a psychologist. Is this, can we get like a free session in? Is that? Like <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> disclaimer I put out there is that it's purely entertainment. But um, but I really want to take people on an interesting interview tonight. And we can, if you want to talk off the air, we'll talk off the air. But um, that'd be great. Yeah, really, I, need I, really, it. I need it. Yeah, oh, you're you're good. Your music definitely, I think, <laughs> lets you uh, release all of that angst and emotion that's uh, pent up inside of you. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, let's start out a little bit. Let's talk tonight about just tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you originally from Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Phoenix. Um, I think all the other dudes are from other places, like they were born other places, but then they're all from, they all grew up here, though. So we're all, 
generally I would say mostly we're native, native, uh, you know, native to Phoenix. Okay. Okay, cool. So growing yeah. up, just let's, you know, talk about yourself, just, you know, what you can remember as a little kid, were you someone who was interested in sports? You know, tell us some interesting things about yourself growing up before we start to really delve into how you got involved in music. Oh, this is cool. This is a different interview. I like this. Thank um, you. Cool. Yeah. I was, yeah. No, I've never been asked what I did when I was a kid. Uh, uh, yeah, I was way into I was way into sports. Um, I think I was into music, which, like, interestingly enough, I was in, into music really little. Like, my mom said I used to run around singing Bruce Springsteen when I was like two or something like that. Um, okay. And, I, and you know, I grew up. My dad was pretty heavily like into Led Zeppelin and um, Black Sabbath and uh, Ozzy and all that kind of stuff. And then my mom was way into the Beatles and like Dire Straits and the Police. Um, so I kind of grew up on that, yeah, like that late seventies, eighties kind of music, I guess. Um, and then, uh, I got way into sports for a while. Like I was into basketball and like skating, skateboarding, rollerblading, like, you know, whatever, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, yeah. And then I broke my arm, compound fractured at skateboarding. And then I stopped doing that. (laughs) And then, uh, Oh gosh, how how old were you? How old were you when that happened? Um, I think I was 14 or 15 okay. and um, that was scary. Cause yeah, Aww. because I just started playing guitar too around that time. The oh, doctor, gosh. I remember said something about, you know, he didn't know if I would be able to use my hands like the same. And I was like, I won't be able to play guitar. And that was kind of crazy. Uh, um, so I was like, all right, I just, you know, at that point I remember I got pretty out of sports. That was like a big thing. Um, and, uh, and then I just really, really dove into music um, and you know, it's a little bit safer than than skating, I guess. Than so. doing right, but it sounds like your yeah. arm. It sounds like it fully healed, which was great. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's totally good. Now it was good. It, I think he just said that as like a thing, but it really, you know, I worried about it for a long time. Like when I was when I was younger, that that was something that checked me pretty hard. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the arm and the hand is a, you know, there are a lot of like very intricate bones and stuff. So it's yeah, you you kind of do something the wrong way, and you're right. It can be really devastating so i'm glad to hear that yeah. everything went well for you um yeah and some of the other dudes skate still so i'm like i'm always worried i'm always like yo oh. like uh matt and uh the guitar player and the drummer david they both skate still so i'm like oh man you guys are you scare me man because you know they'll right. be out are they, for a minute but are they doing street skating or are they doing ramps uh, yeah just like street stuff just like out, just like, street stuff but still i mean we're at chilling somewhere yeah they're just they bring their skateboards with them they just you know head out and i'm like wow cool i hope they come back and they're all in one piece you know right. <laughs> but it's, all, it's all good <laughs> oh well that, yeah thank you for sharing that was there any anything else as a kid you were interesting that was more you know artsy were you someone who liked to draw paint anything like that yeah i drew a lot um i was way into movies too um like I was way, I'm way into sharks, um, and I was way into sharks okay. a lot. But I used to draw some crazy stuff. My mom used to be super scared. I used to just draw like <laughs> sharks eating people, and like I, I like, just picture after picture sharks eating people because I watched like Jaw the Jaws movies like every day. Um, wow. And, and I was way way into um, I don't know like you know action movies like you know I loved Bruce Lee. My dad was way into him, so he would let me watch Bruce Lee stuff like when my mom would be out of town because I wasn't supposed to watch it. And uh, right. like way into movies, like gotten into horror movies pretty heavily. And yeah, drawing. But Ooh. I don't think that I was well, real quick, like I was your, good um, enough at it. But... Real quick, just as I digress, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Um, oh, dude, putting me on the spot with that. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, like, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time, the original. It's my favorite movie of all time. Um, okay. But, I, re- I mean, The Shining is amazing. Yeah. Um, shoot, now you, now you just put me out. I could usually drop a million. How That's okay. Well, we can go big. back to it later if yeah. it comes to mind. What about things like, I mean, no, no, you, like, it's good. some of the older stuff, like yeah. Texas Chainsaw, like the original? You know, like that yeah, type of stuff? Yeah, the original yeah. The original is definitely yeah. sick. Um, there was one, yeah. re- a couple of the remakes were pretty solid. Um, yeah, definitely House of a Thousand Corpses is one of my top, my yeah. top movies as well, that first Rob uh-huh. Zombie movie put out. And, um, yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's really a lot. Cool. Um, okay. I love The Lost Boys. I love a lot of movies. So. Nice, nice. Is that what you guys, do you kind of, when you have some downtime, when you're touring and stuff, do you guys watch movies and do things like that? Um... Well, there's usually not a lot of downtime, honestly. Uh, we haven't really okay. done that. Yeah, we do, we, we just don't watch movies, no. No, okay. It's usually like we're, like right. we're like best friends, too, so there's always something that we can all go do and, like, bro, you know, just do bro time, pretty much. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get back to talking. So you were drawing a little bit. You said you were getting into some of that stuff, and then we'll start delving more into the music. Sure. Um, so in terms of so, drawing, was that something that you, you know, pursued in school at all or just something you did for fun on the side? No, no, I didn't. I, I just did that again. That was more when I was younger. And then, you know, I always drew like, I was always just, I guess it was just like a creative aspect of things. Just, I just wanted to mess things up and like change them, you know, like my backpack, like I would cover it in, you know, band logos and stuff. And like, um, I would, you know, draw my clothes and cut them up and do weird, weird shit like that. And, and just, just, I don't know, just, um, but I know there's like boxes and stuff. I'll still draw now just for, you know, for fun, but it's, there's just like not a lot of time, I guess. So I, I don't, right. and I, and I haven't done it in so long. I don't even know if I'm good anymore, or maybe I would even be better now if I tried, but, um, yeah, I never really went to school cool. for it. I would take like, okay ceramics classes like my mom my mom is a graphic artist so she and she she grew up she oh, went to okay. college like drawing and so she was very supportive of that side of things uh with me drawing and, and just just doing music and just doing art and that kind of stuff very cool so is that what your mom does for a living she does graphic design yeah graphic design right? oh cool very cool and if you don't mind, yeah. mind me asking what does your father do he does like something that i don't even know what it is he's in some sort of like, really high <laughs> type of like security job and he can't tell me okay. about anything that happens okay. there so i don't even okay. want to even like say where it is or anything i don't even know no no yeah. no no i wouldn't okay so he's involved in yeah. something very high profile and security related okay yeah that's fine. something something different for sure nice nice and just then any other um do you have any siblings i do i have a sister uh and she's a teacher cool very cool uh, well again thank a, you for sharing that stuff Cool. Yeah, of course. Very cool. Yeah. No, I'd just like to get some interesting background because it's, like you said, it's not really typical questions people ask. And I think it's things that your fans would really like to learn. We all know that you're very talented musically. You guys put out some phenomenal, uh, you know, stuff. So we want to learn about who you mm-hmm. are as people, too. Okay. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah. so around 14, 15, this is when the skateboarding accident happens and you really start to reevaluate, you know, how evidently you know, playing music is very important to you. It's something you want to pursue further. Um, is that when you start really getting into writing? And tell me a little bit about, you You play guitar, I'm assuming, in, in, in addition to singing. Yeah, yeah, I played guitar. Um, 
I'm trying to think maybe when I was around, started playing when I was around 13 or 14. Because I remember I broke okay. my arm like right after I started playing and then like I couldn't play for a long time. But I started trying to start band and all that kind of stuff um, around that time. I would just like, uh, originally I've always had like this, this thing where I can kind of like, like write a song in my head. Like I can hear all the components of the song and I can like mm-hmm. write it. Um, so I would like, I would just, it started as me just kind of like, maybe like a little kid walking around singing some song that they doesn't really exist and they would just sing something stupid um and you know how little kids do that like i would do that in a way that maybe sounded like you know green day or something like that um cool. you know or or somebody and and then eventually i i think it just and i just did that for fun just like naturally just like that's just what my brain wanted to do um and then um i think i think it just kind of turned into you know just organically into like I want to write songs and put these you know make these physical or tangible things rather than just being in my head cool cool now when you started playing guitar did you take any lessons Joe or did you teach yourself yeah I took I took lessons um okay uh for it was on and off I, I, I was pretty hard like I'm not good with like like discipline like things like all right go home and learn that <laughs> Like, uh, you know, right. like, I'm really not good with that. I'm more like, just like, I want to make something, you know, I want to just create something. It's kind of like where my brain works. And um, so, yeah, I did it for a while. And, and I would just have them teach me, like, you know, Rage Against the Machine songs and stuff like that. And it was fun, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Nice. And then with the singing, too, was that something that you also took lessons for? Or was that something that was more kind of intrinsic and natural that you just started doing on your own? I took, um, like, one vocal lesson, I think, but I think it was way okay. later after I had been in band. Um, I feel like I learned how to sing by singing to, to CDs. Um, I think, like, I learned how to sing, like, notes from, like, Blink-182, like, like clean mm-hmm. like that, and I learned how to scream from Deftone. I think those two bands, nice. like, early on, like, as far as me, like, actually shaping my voice voice, like, that was probably around kind of like what it was. Okay. Which I've never okay, cool. before, right. until you just asked me that. <laughs> it's interesting. Nice. nice. Well, yeah, those are two great bands. I mean, very diverse in terms of, you know, dynamics and stuff. So that's that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, when you were, did you go on to any additional schooling after high school in terms of any vocations or college or no, just after high school, you decided music's what you wanted to do? Um, I did one semester of college, and uh, I wasn't focused at all. And uh, I was also partying a lot, like very heavily. Um, so I, I just didn't do it. I just didn't want to be there. I just wanted to just, uh, I wanted to just make music. Like that was the, that was the thing. Like my brain wasn't okay. allowing me to go do anything else. Wow, and that's great. I mean, when you have that passion and that drive, um, yeah, that's that's. There's something to be said for that. So let's start talking about like you when my for my research I saw that you've been in so many different types of bands from you know Deftone style pop punk you know Papa Roach um, types of uh, you know really kind of commercial mainstream sounds. So when was mm-hmm. it that? Because this was something that I learned yesterday. It was so funny because I'm doing my research and I was like, all right, you know I know Dead's kind of newer, but as I started to dig, I don't know how I came across Man Made Machine and. I wasn't familiar with them, but then I was like, wow, Dead's not like a band that's just, you know, these guys put a band together two years ago. I mean, you guys were really doing something. You were very seasoned. The music's phenomenal. Um, I checked out some of the songs, including Victim, off of your album Become. So talk a little bit about that band, and, and when was that around that you were in 
that band and you were signed to Razor and Tie, correct? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really want to go too too much into that. Um, okay. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool. It was a good experience, and it was just part of part of what made me what I am right now. You know, I learned a lot with all of that, and um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good thing. It was a cool. It was okay. a cool experience. Okay. So, but prior to that band, were you in any other? Were were the other bands just kind of things you were, you know, dabbling in in terms of trying to get your music career going? Was that the first band that you would say was? you know, this, this band where you guys did have a reasonable amount of success. Yeah. No, I, I had before, there was a band called the, the cover up I was in. That was kind of more hard, okay. like more in the hardcore realm of things. Um, okay. And then my very first band was like a pop punk band, which everybody starts pretty much, I think in like a pop punk band. And then, uh, you know, so, and then I had kind of like a, yeah, like a Deftone D style band. And so just different stuff. I mean, I feel like everybody that, that I've talked to has always had a handful of bands. Cause you just kind of find out, where your mm-hmm. strengths are and like, you know, how to get to where, you know, you want to go and, and also where you are musically and, you know, with influences and stuff. Um, Cause even David and I, the guitar player and dead, uh, we've done like electronic music together. We've done um, like, like kind of like Queens of the stone age style, like stoner rock together. Like we've done all kinds of stuff. It's just like, we're just creative dudes. And we almost like, we'll challenge ourselves to be like, yo, we, you know, we're all into this. We're just music. Let's, let's try to make something like that or, you know, whatever it is. Let's see, nice. you know, let's see if we can do it. Cause he has a studio. So it's just, it's just easy for us to go and just go and make a song. It's great. That's great. That's great. Okay. So what led you to, you know, getting into this really kind of heavier sound, this metal sounds. Cause you know, you've definitely, like you said, you've been in a variety of different types of bands and genres. Um, so what really gravitated you to you know form dead and, and get into this this style of music um well we we just were hanging out one day and we were just again kind of what i was saying with us just being creative um we we're just hanging out talking about how how rad like early like a lot, just metal is or or was or something like we're just saying how it's kind of missing like like popular music is missing like a heavy band mm-hmm. like, like there are some for sure but not like how there used to be and um, I think we were just like, yeah, let's, let's, again, in that same kind of mindset, let's try to make something that's, that's kind of like reminiscent of like, you know, Corn, Pantera, Slipknot, White Zombie, you know, uh, whatever. And, um, and that was kind of just the idea. And then so we, we recorded an EP and it was like, it was like super, super, super heavy. Um, we were like, just, you know, pedal the metal on it. And, uh, and that was it. Yeah. So that was just the idea. Like, let's just try to make something. And we didn't even plan on releasing it or anything, just like that other stuff. We've never released so many songs we've made. Um, but this one we ended up kind of going with and we're like, yeah, let's, let's record an EP and let's, let's just, uh, play some crappy shows and, you know, just have fun with it. That was just the, that was the, the whole mindset. Right, and, uh, it ended right. up just taking on a life of its own and, and that's it. Right. And as you're talking about creating this EP, how did you guys meet? Like, how did you meet Matt, the drummer, and David and Kyle? You know, just pull in some interesting background on how you guys became friends and met each other. Yeah. Um, just from being around Arizona, you know, there's a, there's a scene, there's just like, there's a rad scene around, there's a rad music scene around here. We just were in bands when we were always just buddies. Um, I was in bands with me for a long time. He was in both of the like bands we mentioned earlier and uh David was always in other bands and or David and Kyle were in other band together too. So um nice. And both of those bands were kind of winding down at the same time. Like just 
just the life of those bands. It was just kind of time to, to, you know, put those to rest. And so we were all just kind of, you know, in the, in the same place at the same time. And, uh, and so it just kind of worked like that. It was, it was super organic. There was really no intentions. So. That's nice. That's nice when things, like you said, just seamlessly come together and it's just kind of meant to be. That's great. Yeah. Um, on the side, do you guys just all do music full time, or does anyone have any types of interesting side jobs or things that you guys do? Oh yeah, David runs like his own studio, and then the rest of us like have just little, just like side jobs for right now until we start touring, and then you know we'll uh, we'll have to leave those in the dust. So that'll be cool. Okay. Anything interesting you guys do? Is it you know is it construction? Uh, no, no, Are you working somewhere? Cool. No. Yeah, nothing. All cool. right. Yeah, nothing cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's chill. Okay, cool. it's chill jobs for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's see. The first song that you guys put out is um, and unfortunately, just because I wanted to make my show uh, you know, open to as many uh, people as possible. FMFY, I love it. It's great, but there's a lot of as you know words in it. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about the song, but we're going to debut tonight. Um, anti everything. So tell us about, okay. you know, FMFY. You, you, that was the first song that you guys put out, um, and then we'll we'll get into uh, Anti-Everything. Yeah, FMFY, yeah. We, we chose that song to be the first song to come out because it was it was abrasive and heavy and really encompassed kind of the original idea of what of what Dead, you know, started as. Um, mm-hmm. And then ly- lyrically, like I've just been – over the past couple of years, um, just gone through a lot of ups and downs with anxiety and, uh, I've uh, been going to cognitive therapy. That's why when you were saying that, I was like, Oh, oh interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've been going to just a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff with depression. And, um, and so I just did a lot of, a lot of reading, a lot of searching, a lot of thoughts on all that kind of stuff. And, and so, yeah, that's why a lot of the, the topics deal with ego and deal with a lot of things like that. Um, and I would say like, one of the biggest influences on that song uh, lyrically was uh, the first season of the show True Detective, um, mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey's character, like his his thought process on a lot of things, just really resonated with me, or at least made sense with, to me. And uh, uh, it was just this realist, like like no BS idea of things. And uh, and I don't know, I just I just couldn't I couldn't deny like what what some of it was saying in my head, and I just it just kind of influenced me to to kind of talk about how, like, you know, maybe the earth would be better off, you know, is, like, better off without humankind because we're just kind of trashing the place right now. And, um, yeah, I just don't think, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I don't want to go too far, into it, but that, that's kind of what it is. No, I no, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's, and I, I do appreciate that stuff about your music, especially when I was reading, just like you said, about some, you know, some existentialism and just how, as people, we have certain choices to make and trying to be our own individuals and not, yeah. So I, I think that's, I think that's all relevant with the stuff that you talk about. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a great song. And I do remember that season. I did see that it was a great um, show. The first season of True Detective. Second season, not so much. But first one was great. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that comes up whenever I bring that up. Everybody mentions the second season, and I don't I don't want to hate on it for who for whoever. But yeah, it's just it wasn't for me. No, it was I just, just that way. Yeah, yeah. Not to digress, but I was. I mean, and again, I I work in a clinical and forensic setting. I do a lot of correctional work and prison work. So I, you know, I loved the first season. Like that was right up my alley. So mm-hmm. I thought the second one was going to have a similar kind of theme, and it just, I just, 
I, I never caught on. I, I couldn't understand what they were getting at. It was just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I just found myself just not not attracted to it. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so let's get into anti-everything, which, you know, personally for me, again, this was several weeks ago. It came on Sirius XM Octane. I'm probably driving to work, and right away, I mean, within the first couple of seconds, I was like, oh, my God, who is this band? And and that's when I looked you guys up, and ironically, Ed Bunker, who I've done a lot of interviews with, he sent out a random email saying, you know, he was promoting you guys. I was like, oh, great. And now I know the person is promoting them, but right. yeah, it was such a great track and I had to rewind it and yeah, it's, it's amazing. It really is a great song, both lyrically and even sonically. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that one and then let's check it out and then we'll come back and talk more about upcoming tours and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that one, um, again, is, is kind of like, it's about it's it's kind of like a from a place of frustration I guess with 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 things. Um, it's like throwing your hands up in the air and just being like I, I can't get behind anything, you know that that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. about just just being like I just need to follow my my gut. I need to follow my intuition. Um, and and just everybody should. And I just feel like I'm being lied to from all angles with the media. And you know we're on our phones all the time. And I'm just not into a lot of it. And um, you know, it's just, you just need to follow what your soul says to follow, you know, and, uh, and that's just kind of what it is. It's just, it's about being an individual and, and, and just doing what you believe in, um, what, whatever makes the most sense to you and kind of, you know, innately, I guess. Um, and, uh, and you know, the sonically, um, again, the first song was super heavy and this one obviously still, still heavy. Um, but it was cool because we did the, the album with John Feldman. And he was one of the, mm-hmm. he really brought in a lot of the melody, a lot of us, like, yo, try some different stuff, you know, like, you know, you can sing, why don't you utilize that more? Because I really wasn't, um, initially, it was just mostly just screaming, like, the hardcore influences or the metal influences. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it really, it made for, like, a nice, more well-rounded sound. Um, and we're really into, like, you know, a lot of hip-hop stuff from the Jewels, and then even, like, you know, alternative stuff like uh, 21 Pilots and so, um, and then in that one, we really found like, you know, we're like, let's try kind of like a Beastie Boys type thing in the verses. Almost. And that, that was kind of where that sound comes from. We, you know, love the Beastie Boys for sure. Like they're, they're a mixture of, you know, of everything you can imagine they mix together. So um, that's, that's where that sound came from. Cool. Cool. Well, let's see. It. It's a great track. So let's do this. I'll put you on hold. We'll check it out and then we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Joe Catella from Dead. And uh, if you tuned in late for some reason, there will be a podcast available to download after the show is over, either through my site or you can go to iTunes. So let's check out their hit single, Anti-Everything. They will be coming out. We'll talk about it when we come back with an album in May. And I'm very excited to see what this album is going to sound like. But right now they are heavily promoting Anti-Everything. So check it out and we'll be back.
rules apart, I am one! Give me a stone, it'll cast the first blow Cover me up in the truth that I know Doing it now when you said that I won't show again anti-everything by dead definitely download a copy of that on itunes and check it out they also have an official video for it which i want to ask joe a little bit about when we bring back on but again amazing song and check these guys out and be sure to see them on a date with their upcoming tour with corn all right joe welcome back yeah yeah great song really really good stuff um yeah tell us Tell us a little bit about the video, and uh, Fred Durst directed it, correct? Yeah, he did, yeah, um, which was which was awesome. Um, yeah, the video is rad. I mean, yeah, everybody should check it out. It's super, super unique and, and weird, and um, and it's kind of like, you know, what we talked with Fred, you know, Fred was all on board with it. He already had the, the mindset, right, like, as we first talked about it, um, but we just didn't want to try to be acting like tough guys in it. We just wanted it to be kind of strange, like the song, and uh, kind of, I guess, almost ambiguous in a way. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was cool. It was it was, it was rad. He's he's you know he's a he's a super like artistic guy, and uh, and um, he just kind of told us to be yourself. You know, don't stand there and try to be tough. Just do whatever your you know whatever your body lets you do, wants you to do when you're playing it. And, you know, we kind of did that anyway initially, I think, as a band. But it was it was cool, man. It was it was a great experience, um, and uh, you know, I think we're gonna work together in the future uh, on more stuff. Very so. cool. And yeah. how did you did you meet him through your producer, or how did you guys meet up with Fred Durst? Well, yeah, actually, I mean, through a couple different avenues, like, like John. Okay. Like John knows 
like everybody pretty much in the world, I think, possibly. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think Fred had heard our stuff like maybe a, a year or two ago, like before like anybody else had heard it and he was into it. But there was nothing really like, you know, the time to really work on. Um, and then um, our manager used to manage um, Limp Bizkit um, during, you know, okay. just during the whole so during the whole time, during the whole Limp Bizkit time. And um, so they're, they're just like super homies. So um, Fred had just gotten the music just kind of, again, maybe just kind of naturally he'd gotten the music. And um, we were talking about shooting a video for it. And we were talking about, um, you know, just how sick he how sick he is at videos. He's in a lot of videos. Um, if you look up yeah. like his, you know, his uh, whatever his track, his track record. Um, and we're like, well, let's just see. Why don't we just see if he's interested? You know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and he was he was he like responded responded well. So we're like, great, let's do it. And uh, and that was that was it. He he dug the song and he was he was down. So it was it was cool. That's great. That's great. Really, yeah. really cool that you had an opportunity to work with him. Um, you know, it's, and what's interesting to me, again, I always like to kind of look at symbolism and things like that with the, you know, with the, that you guys have for anti-everything, you know, there's this kind of theme of these, you know, white eyes. What is, what does that represent or what is that symbolic of, if anything? Yeah. Um, I think the original idea of it was, you know, we wanted to do something a little unique, you know, we're like, you know, again, going back, starting out, like, the horror movie aspect of things um, we wanted you to kind of feel you know and this is this is kind of um found its own way as time has gone but we wanted you to feel like you feel after you watch a horror movie we wanted you to kind of feel that way when you listen to the music um so like for us a lot of it a lot of everything is about vibe it's not necessarily about like like you know two plus two equals four black and white it's it's just about vibe right. it's something about something you feel and we that's that's been so big to us and um, you know, the eyes, like we wanted to do something interesting and, um, you know, we're like, you know, just that kind of a feeling when you're like wearing sunglasses, it gives you like kind of like this one up on, on somebody else where they can't see your eyes and it kind of, mm-hmm. kind of empowering in a super slight, subtle way. And, um, you know, we're obviously not, we can't wear sunglasses while we're playing cause we break them. Um, and you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> you know, we're not going to do masks right. because that's just, you just, we can't, you know, like it's just been done by too many people. Like there's just, we just knew we couldn't. So, um, we went with that. We went with the, the kind of the contacts and it's cool. And, you know, it looks, we all put them in too. It was all just like, wow. Even just looking at my, at my friends, I was like, wow, you look so freaking creepy with those in. Right. And we all just <laughs> felt like it was weird. And, um, and it's just this cool little addition to the, to the, to the, to the music. It's not, you know, we're, you know, we don't want it to be like the main focus of everything, but it's a cool right. little addition. And it's cool when you see us live you're up in the front um wow. it adds just adds to the vibes just another thing you know so that's cool that's really cool yeah. definitely and and just so I and it was funny I was asking Ed this too do you guys spell your name in all caps is it you know the initial letters capital and then the lowercase because I've seen it in so many different spellings and I was like I want to make sure I get this right when I'm promoting these guys so is yeah. it just kind of whatever you want it to be or what do you like uh for me it's whatever you want it to be I don't I don't care it's just cool. a name to okay. me, so it's yeah, it's not a big deal. But I okay. yeah, we've done it all kinds of different ways. There's no there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, okay. I just didn't know. I was always interested in that. And you For know, sure. I think the other thing which is which is interesting is again, I don't know what people have said to you. Have people said anything specific when they hear the word dead? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Because it was really interesting when I read what it really represents. 
and and the meaning of the title of the band would have been something right. that people have said to you before we get into what it really means. Because I was like, wow, that's really cool when I found out what it means. Because I thought initially, eh, it has you know, you have these white eyes. Maybe it's kind of a morbid type of thing. But it was abs- actually the absolute opposite of that. Um, so what have been right. some you know feedback people have given you? And that's what's cool about it as well. It, like to add to that. Um... But yeah, the obvious thing people think of is the eyes. They think, you know, like, you know, with all the, the popularity of zombies and stuff, everybody thinks of, of Walking Dead or stuff like that, or like right. the White Walkers. And, um, right. <laughs> and that's, and that's cool, you know, cause we like, we like that too. I mean, like we're not, yeah, like, um, you know, and, and almost with like the, the, what, what the name means is there's, there's, it can mean a couple things. And that's also the, the way that we want to be with the music and with the lyrics Mm-hmm. And we're reluctant to share exactly because we want people to just interpret it like a painting on the wall, you know, like, what does it say to you? Exactly. I don't want to tell you what it says to me, you know, like, um, and that was always something like with like, you know, a lot of bands I remember growing up, you know, I, I would get certain things out of songs and then somebody else would get something else. And I, I like that about, about music and art, you know, it's, uh, it's interpretive. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've got, I mean, that's usually the first initial thought. Um, and, and you know what, when we thought of the name, it was just a cool name. Like we just thought it was cool. Like we just liked it. Um, and, um, we had gone through so many names and we just, we just don't like anything. We're just really impressed, but unimpressed by everything, like including everything that we do. Like we don't like anything we do either usually. So, right. um, you know, it, like almost to a fault. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it ended up like, we were like, yeah, man, it's, it's an abbreviation for, for dedication and dedicated and it's also mm-hmm. um you know it's also like in, in like you know like people will say like you know on like social media like they'll say ted um you know but they're dead like something's overwhelming like it's too funny or it's too scary or it's too something um mm-hmm. and we really That's like cool. that too you know um because we like the thought of hopefully our music is a bit overwhelming and hopefully exactly. makes you feel right. something to where you might say that um and it, yeah it's it's references from like comedies movies it's, it's all kinds of things that we've found over time but initially we just thought it was a cool name and then we it it, it found its own way like it found its own you know uh, definition to us you know over over time cool yeah no it's really cool i mean that yeah. that really kind of struck me when i read right that it had that dedication like it was an abbreviation for that and i was like that's cool because it really represents again you guys and your music your passion your devotion and really pushing this thing to make a living doing it. So I thought that that was just mm-hmm. a really cool, you know, kind of analogy. Um, yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about how you ended up meeting um, the producer, John Feldman, who, like you said, who's really, it sounds like open you guys up to become more flexible and incorporate a lot of different dynamics into your music. How did you, uh, yeah, tell us the story about how you met him and how you decided to start working with him. Yeah. D- David went in there um, as a producer with another band from Arizona and, um, they were showing him some music and, um, and, uh, it ended up like David showed him our music too, while he was there. And, uh, he reacted really positively to it. And, um, you know, cool. just went, like he just, yeah, he just reacted. And then he started hitting us up through friends. Um, you know, uh, like our, our homie Matt, Matt Good lives out here and he had done some stuff with John with his band drugs, um, a while ago. And, uh, John was texting him a little bit, and Matt, you know, Matt was been around, like, we did the first EP with him, um, and uh, he was, you know, in the initial part of the band, he was, he was writing guitars and playing with us, and um, so it just kind of, like, went back through, and then John just called us to come out, 
And that's what's so interesting because I've had so many people just say, like, man, you guys, you know, you got really lucky and all these things. But it, it's just – it's weird to us. It's just, like, people have just reacted so strongly to this, you know. It's like mm-hmm. we've done other bands and never had this reaction. But it, it's kind of lucky, but it's kind of just, like, like we're blown away by it. You know, we're like – you know, it's just crazy that people like it so much. You know, it's just – it's like making a meal. You know, we, we this is how right. we like to prepare our dinner. And uh, other people have enjoyed the, the dish. That's that's just what it what it comes down to. So, John just had us come out, and um, we just went to meet him. And he's like, "Cool, you know, you guys want to write a song?" And he's like, "Okay, you know." And we look up to him a lot. We grew up, you know, listening to the, all his albums. You know, he was in Goldfinger, and then he he uh, wow. produced a lot of a lot of a lot of albums like that we grew up listening to. Um, which is just an amazing track list, track record. If you don't know who he is, look up John Feldman. Uh, he's a right, he's definitely. a very accomplished musician um, and an accomplished person. He's a great guy. So, um, you know, yeah, man, it's um, getting out there, and then and then and then just the process just kept growing. We we vibed really well together. The song, the first song we did together was was sick, and we just kept kind of working together. And then he just had us come out, and um, you know, we did some like some showcases and stuff, and you know. Um, we had yeah, but even before we met him too, we had, had labels calling us and management, and we were working with Good Fight That's Management um, for a little while, and just all these things. It was it was really overwhelming. It was it was great. That's awesome. But I think you know, I think like people said, oh, you know, the stars aligned or you got lucky. No, I think you know, you guys have a track record. You've all been very seasoned musicians that have done a lot of things in the past, and I think yeah, some opportunities arose, which were great. You know, you're band member has a studio someone comes in they know someone you show them it and you know so things started to fall into place too um and you had a great product so i think yeah, yeah i think congratulations that's awesome really cool to hear oh thanks yeah and, it, and it's all good like people can think whatever they want that's i'm, I'm okay with right, it as well course. but i also see that you know um whatever that equation is like luck is preparation plus opportunity right. or whatever yep. the, the, that equation mm-hmm. and i think that that is the most true thing that i can imagine because we've had to jump through so many hoops, you know, if we weren't ready for so many things, we would have been, we would have been flat on our face a long time ago now. So. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think one of the words they use is preparedness. It's like when preparedness meets opportunity meets, like you said, those, those three things that, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's more than yeah. just luck to the equation. And I don't think people, you know, like even me personally, like I thought, Oh wow, you guys formed two and a half years ago and you're blowing up. But you know, to learn about the history and how you guys had been in a lot of other things that were very successful, you know, it added more Mm -hmm. to the picture. Like these guys didn't just have the band together two years ago and now, you know, they are where they are. Um, I think it's cool to to read that stuff. And I think it really helps people just respect and appreciate just how much work you guys put into your craft. And yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So how many songs are you guys going to be putting on this um, full length that's going to be coming out? I think that's um, still up to debate um, exactly okay. how many are going on it. Um, but, okay. I, you know, it's a flight. It's like 11 or 12, some, somewhere around cool. there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, do you have an idea of a name for it yet, or it's still too kind of early? We do have a name yet, um, but we, I don't think we're sharing it yet. Um, okay, so that's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. um, in May, is it going to be late May it's coming out? Or do, you, do you have a tentative date, or, again, it's just going to kind of play by ear? I've seen a date of May 19th, but I don't want to quote that. I don't want to be quoted on that. Right. But uh, I've seen that okay. date, and I think it's like the same weekend as Rock on the Range, but I might be making that all that up because there's just so many dates and stuff, and I'm 
kind of new to it. Like it's been a long time since I've been in this realm thing. So, but I want right. to say May, something like that. Okay. Yeah, but my brain's yeah, I just want, overloaded. Just want people to be able to at least, you know, when they're listening to the interview, you know, kind of jot down when it's going to come out so they can kind of keep their eyes and ears open. So to pick it up. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, follow us on all of our stuff, and you'll you'll know about it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything. Absolutely. So you guys have some a uh, lot of stuff coming up, right? I mean, you got Rock on the Range, Carolina Rebellion, Rocklahoma, right? So what right. do you guys uh, have on the tour? Uh, we start in uh, again the dates uh, May fifth. I think starts Carolina Rebellion. Uh, we start there, and I think we're playing the Saturday of that one, and then we head out with Corn and Animals as leaders um, for pretty much all of May. And then there's some festivals and stuff in there. Again, I don't, I don't know all the dates, but Chicago Open Air is mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Um, Rock on the Range, Rocklahoma, um, Rides Above Fest. So there's a handful of them, um, a lot of really, really cool stuff. And um, shout-out to Danny Wimmer for getting behind Dead as well and putting us on those festivals. Um, and, um, and then, yeah. And then after that, we go back out with corn and then this time with stone sour and yellow wolf and skillet. And, uh, that's in July. Wow. Cool. So crazy. Yeah. Got, yeah. got a very packed schedule coming up, but that sounds great. Sounds yeah. really, really cool. Super killer. Super killer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anything else that you want to share, please feel free to, and then we'll, start wrapping it up and you can of course plug all the different social media sites that you're on so that people can uh, check you guys out. Yeah, no, uh, just, just follow it. Um, check it out. Let's watch the videos. Um, listen to music. If you dig it, then get behind it. If you don't, then that's totally fine. Um, it's a fa- the Facebook is, uh, uh, official. The Twitter is we are dead. Um, I think the Instagram I don't know. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> okay. Might be, might be weird. But if you type yeah, it in, you'll find it. it. You'll find right. it, yeah. I'm just logged in. I don't ever have to type it in. So. That's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for coming on. It was a really great interview. I think it went extremely well, and uh, I would re- really appreciate it if you can promote it on your Facebook page and, you know, get all your fans to really tune in and learn some cool stuff about you guys that they're not going to find out elsewhere. Um yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I posted about it like a minute before I called. So, I mean, if, oh, cool. it, if any of it was live, I had that up. But, yeah, we'll we'll put it up on the band page, you know, when when it's ready for for uh, replay. Yeah, I'll send you over. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much, Joe, for calling in. Again, you guys, it's a phenomenal sound you have. I love the single. Really looking forward to hearing the full-length album. And, uh, yeah, I wish you guys much continued success with the album and your musical journey. Thank you very much. Thanks for an interesting interview. It was, uh, it was a good time. Cool. Yeah. You're welcome on again at any point. So if you want to come on to promote the full length when it's out, um, we can always reset another one up too. Sweet. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah, Thank you so much, Joe. And um, yeah, have a great night and uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, again, Joe Catola from Dead, and uh, we played their hit single tonight, Anti-Everything. Be sure to check these guys out, Instagram, Facebook, and We Are Dead on Twitter. Again, awesome song they have, and I'm really looking forward to hearing everything else that they have coming out. And also check out the tours that they're going to be on. It's going to be on some major festivals this year. So I want to continue to wish these guys success. Um, if you want to become a fan of my show, you can follow me on the Carrie Edelman show on Facebook. That's where I post a lot of upcoming shows and events. I also have a Twitter page. 
If you want to befriend me on Facebook, uh, send a friend request. It's also great to keep in touch with people that way. And again, there's been over 225 interviews I've done, so check it out. There's comedians, there's artists, there's entrepreneurs. Um, primarily the people that I do interview are musicians and bands, but uh, please check it out. Every interview is unique and different, and I'll take you on a really interesting journey so you'll hear some really cool things about my guests that you're not going to hear elsewhere. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and have a great night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.